Hey guys, we are taking the week off and we hope that you enjoy. Okay, we'll just take this spot and Ryan, you can just like dub over whatever movie it is. So mm-hmm. this is like a generic intro, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just fix it in post. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or just play that one. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So we hope you enjoy. My fair lady. <laughs> that we listened to in the past. It's really fun when we, when we talk about 1964 trivia and how bad Aubrey Hepburn is. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys when we come back live. Bye, everybody. Uh, insert me saying bye here. Okay, perfect. Well done, guys. Gotta get flagged. You know what? What would really be great if I just broke into song at any moment during the podcast, because that would be like to another episode of the Miseducation of Ryan and Rick. Um, How's it going, everybody? (sighs) I've I've been better. Yeah, yeah. I I just watched some stuff today. Oh, you watched it today? It affected me. Yeah, it affected. How many hours did you have available today? Well. I, I fast forwarded through a lot. Well, hey, before before we get into what we're talking about, and if you did fast forward, that's <laughs> cheating. Uh, it was only the singing parts. <laughs> that's the whole movie. <laughs> now you see how I watched uh, it. Let's let's talk a little bit about hey, uh, whether or not you guys have a beverage tonight. At least I watched it in one sitting, unlike some other people who think they know how to watch movies. Well, I watched this movie. I in can't one stay awake through this whole movie. There's no chance that's going to happen. Anyway, I am drinking a drink, Bill. I'm drinking the uh, Tropic Haze from Silver City Brewery. Uh, it's an India Pale Ale, and it is delicious. Nice. I got the uh, Boneyard Hop Venom Double IPA. Nice. And uh, I was feeling a little under the weather today and decided to just go with an easy, easy drinking favorite. So I went with the uh, and Kugel's Summer Shandy. <laughs> Mm. Is that why you're wearing a bathrobe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for the listeners, yeah. I, w- I won't talk about what's downstairs, but yeah, upstairs I'm rocking this bathrobe. Are you <laughs> Donald ducking it over there. Oh yeah, with my shandy. <laughs> That's a horrifying image. Uh, so we alluded to it, but what movie did we watch this week? Who's gonna do it? I, I'm, am I the host? Are you the host? Who's the host? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I always say what we watched, don't I? So I'm off. I'm off the hook here. Well, for this one. you started it all weird. Yeah. Well, I okay. Don't know. I ran out of steam. I'm better at lobbing grenades from the sidelines <laughs> than I am driving the tank. Okay. Fair enough. Um, we we were charged with watching My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. Audrey Hepburn. Rex Harrison, 1964. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was musical. The, movie, the movie adaptation of the Broadway musical from uh, 1956, I believe. It feels like it was from 1896. Well, it was set in 1912. Wait, you guys watched My Fair Lady? I watched My Bear Lady. <laughs> it's very different. Mm. Yeah. It sounds more entertaining. Rex Harrison was still in it, though, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Rex Harrison. <laughs> With a little bit. 
<laughs> With a little bit of blooming luck. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. You guys loved this. You loved so, it, didn't you? Well, I think we should talk about 1964 a little bit before we really go down this road because I need to like distance myself for a second here. Um, would you like to play a little game, boys? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, before we play the game, can we have a five to ten minute discussion of how the points will work? No, because here's how it's going to work. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, you don't get a point. Uh, Rick's going to go first. Bill's going to go second. And at the end, whoever has the most points wins. I accept. We'll see. At the end, we'll have a last question for the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, as we usually do in Trivia Corner, uh, we talk about movies and pop culture and things that happened in this year. And I looked at the Oscars for this year as something we normally go to, and they made zero sense. So I will not be doing the Oscars this year. I will, however, do some other things from 1964, such as popular TV shows. Boys, please name a TV show from the top 10 most popular TV shows in 1964. You'll get three chances. I will not give you hints. And the person who gets the most wins the most points. Sound good? Yes. All right. Rick, first guess. Uh, okay, 64. I'm just going to start easy, and I'm going to guess I Love Lucy. Okay, Bill? Wait, you're not even going to tell us if we were right as we go? No, you, we have to go through a whole round. Get, you you have to answer, this and Bill has to answer, then I'll tell who gets points. That's how this I'll works. I'll go with the Dick Van Dyke show. Rick, zero. Bill, one. Right. My turn? Yes. The Mary Tyler Moore show. Bill? Mission Impossible. Rick, zero. Bill, one. Total. Wait. Okay, <laughs> running score. Cumulative. Running score. Got it. Yes. And third and final guess. Mm, bewitched. Damn it. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and Bill? Um, shit. That, is what, that was the only other one I was going to say. Um, I, I dream of Genie. Rick won. Bill won. We're yeah. all tied after round one. <sighs> The list goes Bonanza, Bewitched, Gomer Pyle, USMC, Bonanza. The Andy Griffith Show, The Fugitive, The Red Skelton Show, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Lucy Show, Peyton Place 2, and Combat. And you don't so, get points uh, for The Lucy Show. Because no, that was I know. Because he said, I, I love Lucy. Yeah. It came after I love Lucy. I know. I just yes. didn't know what year we were in. So mm. we're okay. All right. Okay. Ties uh, are fun. moving. Moving on to film. I mean, so I'm I impressed, have... actually. <laughs> actually, me too. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you got two of them was pretty we good. We each got one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, now to highest grossing films, 1964. I have a 10-item list. Same rules apply. We're going to go Bill first, then Rick. Bill, name one. Casablanca. And Rick. <sighs> cool Hand Luke. Bill zero, Rick zero. Bill. Uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. Ugh. And Since we're on an Audrey Hepburn kick. Yeah, kick. I'm going to kick her out of this podcast. Um, 
I'm going to say she is a treasure. Oh, she's so. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. We're playing trivia. We're playing trivia. <laughs> this is top 10 movies of 1964. Highest grossing. Yes. Highest grossing. Uh, can I. Mm, rear window. Bill Zero, Rick Zero. Um, you're not doing very well. I will give <laughs> you a hint. <laughs> Two of the movies on this list are part of a long-standing yeah. canon of my, movies. My last guess was going to be one of those movies, but oh. I didn't know which one to pick. Bill. Okay, I'm first? Yeah. Yes. Octopussy. And Rick? Uh, see... <laughs> It was 64? 64. 64 was, rhymes with Roger Moore. Which it wasn't him. I don't know. I so just that know that would he be weird. <laughs> I don't know anything about James Bond. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was going to be like, can I pick any James Bond movie? Just say James Bond. Does that count earlier? But um, two, I want to see, I want to get out of James Bond because I don't know. Those all feel like the 70s and beyond to me. But a long standing. I had a couple other guesses that I want to throw out before you just rattle off your list, Ryan. The good, the bad, and the ugly. No. Bill zero, Rick zero. Okay, Uh, so before before lightning round, lightning round for one point. We're just just, we're just just throwing stuff out. Yeah. Okay, the computer who wore tennis shoes. No. The shaggy DA. No. Uh by the way, I saw have you ever seen the computer who wore tennis shoes? That old Disney movie? Uh, no, I've heard of it. It's Kurt Russell, right? I was gonna say, I've I've seen another Kurt Russell movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but see, there were all those old Disney ones that that um, Ten seconds. Uh bed knobs and broomsticks. No, that's that's too Eight. late. Um, seven. Hmm. Six. I don't, I don't know. What are some the of the Apple Dumpling four. gang? Nope. Three. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Too close. Uh, oh, Bonanza close. the movie. <laughs> when, all Zero. right, what was it? Top 10 from Russia with Love, yeah. Goldfinger, A Hard Day's Night, Mary Poppins, The Fall of the Roman Empire. Wait a minute. Roused about. Mary Poppins Zorba wasn't in 1964. Father Goose, Failsafe, and The Night Walker. May not have come out in 1964, but it was one of the highest grossing films. Oh, I see. So they filmed them at the same time. As well. All right. Okay, so well, so let's let's jump in. Oh wait, all right, I guess we had to finish trivia, but put a pin I in have, put a pin in Mary Poppins. Okay. Uh, I have wait, a couple more you want to, categories. You, oh good. Yes. Make sure you don't forget that, Ryan. We could talk about a good movie also. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> okay, so 1964 was a big year for music in America. Um, one of the things that happened in 1964 was the Beatles were on the Ed Sullivan Show. Oh dear God! And I know Bill loves <sighs> the Beatles. Now, in the overall top 40 for 1964, how many? Beatles songs were in the top 40. Price is Right rules. rules. At the same time or throughout the year? The end of the year top 40. And Rick goes first. 
Rick goes first. 14. And Bill? 13. Wait, no, that's dumb. I should have said one. <laughs> yeah, no, too bad. No, I meant to say one. <laughs> <laughs> nope, you said 13. No, I said one. I correct it, one. You're like, you're like all those idiots on the no, show. No, 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 but they let them change it. I changed your <laughs> bid to one, one song. You're both wrong at 14 and 13. No, We're I gonna changed go one it more to round. one. <laughs> okay, Rick, go again. One more round, eight. And Bill? Ooh, see now that's close. I almost, I, I almost <laughs> said, said seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> say nine, but I'm not gonna. Well, <laughs> I think so. I have to either say one or nine, right? Either I think you're too low or you're too high. Top forty. If I say nine, I'm basically saying that I think it's ten percent of the top forty were Beatles songs. That can't be right. Well, I'm going with no, one. No, no, I'm you're going saying, with one. You're saying. You're saying like 25% almost because 10, if you're saying nine, you could say, yeah, 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 I'm going one, I'm going one for sure. The answer is six. Yeah. Nice. I want to hold your hand. She loves you. I thought he was just saying he wanted to hold my hand. A hard day's night. Love me do and twist and shout. I I knew hard day's night was on there. You know why? Because the, the movie? movie was on the list, yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, well, actually, and, and also, please, please, actually, actually, Rick, um, <laughs> when we were doing trivia about uh, nine to five being in the top ten of whatever year that movie came out, I guessed nine to five was in the top forty. Well, I guess it was top ten that we were looking at there, and it was not on the list. So, right, but the thing is, it's different. Is that's country music. And this is the Beatles. <laughs> so, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, they, they equally suck in my opinion. You don't even have an opinion on it. You have I, no... I do. They, you have, you have I mean, no I grounds. Just, I just gave my opinion. Well, it's a terrible one, and you know it. I think... <laughs> read those songs again, Ryan. Read, an, read that list of songs again. I know how much well, you like that. Okay, uh, but I want to see how many of them I've heard. All of them. I want to hold your hand. Okay, I've heard it. She loves you. I don't know. She loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That sounds great. We're gonna get <laughs> cut for that for sure. A hard day's night. Yes, I've heard it. Love me do. Yeah, okay. Please, please me. Nope, never heard of it. And twist and shout. Yeah, I've heard of it. I I like maybe one of those songs. Okay, but that's but that's not the issue. Okay, we, this isn't the Beatles that's episode. Fine. Yeah, there's Moving problems. On. Moving on to sports, we're going to make this quick. Name. Oh, we're going to make this quick. Good. <laughs> a professional. We should extend this and make the movie talk quick. <laughs> <laughs> Name a professional football champion from 1964. Bill. Hang on a second. So this is pre-Super Bowl era. Name a professional football champion. 1964. The Chicago Cardinals. Rick? The Detroit Lions. Zero points. One more round. Uh, Both of these teams exist in the current NFL. Bill. The names are the same. The Kansas City Chiefs. Rick? The the Green Bay Packers. Both wrong. Buffalo (laughs) Bills and Cleveland Browns were the correct answers. Damn it. Um... Can that was really the last time. Hey, just the real quick, Cleveland we're tied, Browns. We're still tied at one to one. No, right? no, because <laughs> yeah. I got an extra point for oh, the yeah, uh, point Beatles prices. Yeah, yeah, 
Great. Okay, so I'm winning winter. because of the so Beatles. Cool. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to uh, economic issues. Okay. Uh, Price yeah. is right rules. <laughs> Business ethics. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a list of household items. Name one thing that would prevent you from becoming a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough drugs. <laughs> That's the okay. whole list. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a list. I'm a It's Rick's whole list. Okay. <laughs> uh prices right rules average yearly American income in dollars in nineteen sixty four. Rick. I defer. Ooh, look at this. Guy. Shrewd. Shrewd. Seven thousand. Four hundred and fifty dollars. And Rick. One dollar. Rick wins. Five thousand yes. eight hundred and eighty dollars. We are tied. Again, price is right rules. Uh gallon of gas average price in the United States in dollars. Bill. I defer. Rick. Thirty one cents. And Bill. Thirty two cents. You both lose 25 cents. <sighs> Average nice. price of a first class postage stamp in United States cents. Rick. I defer. Bill. <laughs> I also defer. I like to be in the, what's it called? The cat, the catbird seat. Is that what they call this? That's the catbird seat. Yeah, well, yes. you're up because I also deferred. Okay. Seven cents. And Bill. I'm really good at this first guess, though, aren't I? You are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with eight cents. You both lose, it's five cents. <laughs> Why do I not just say one every time? <laughs> Finally. You, because you think I'm good at this. <laughs> the one I know that you will get. Oh, and I go first. The price right? of a Rolls-Royce Silver Cloud Three sedan Does he know in, what 1964. That is? in 1964. Rick goes first. Oh, okay. I defer. $2,800 and Rick $2,801 Rick wins $16,665 how much? $16,665 that's three years of income how much is a rolls now? same thing $500,000 yeah it's way more than three years of income now Okay. Fascinating. So now we're tied. You're all tied up. You're all tied up. This will be for all the marbles. And this is new for Trivia Corner. Weird. We're, that's no, weird. Wait. Who, who, would, who could have predicted it would all come down to the last question? Wait. I, I thought I was ahead. No, I was up you one. Always think and you beat ahead. me two to one in that round. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> we're bringing it back to Bill's favorite band, the Beatles. But. Yes. It's not a Beatles trivia question. It was a yellow submarine. <laughs> On February 16th, the Beatles appeared again on the Ed Sullivan Show. They False. played six songs. She Loves You, This Boy, All My Loving, I Saw Her Standing There, From Me to You, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. For a television audience, over, under, was that audience over or under? Wait. Okay, so this isn't Price is Right rules anymore. No, this is over, under. Over or under 60 million people. Bill. I defer. Over. Bill. This is for the win. 
for the win. Yep. Under. Rick wins. Uh, yes! 70 million people who watch from 22,400,000 homes. Well, then how do and they know how many people actually were watching? Nielsen, baby. Nielsen. Nielsen can't tell you how many people are watching <laughs> one TV. I think they tell you. I think you, you, they had diaries. They used to, they they used to, jur- it. They yeah. used to journal back then, too. I'll bet it was and accurate. they mail it in. Well, it's accurate enough that right. you were way wrong. <laughs> you were Rick off by over by 11 one. million. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into um, the classic musical, My Fair Lady. Uh, do we I, have to? I would like to preface this. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. That the argument <laughs> that Bill's going to make is wrong. And <laughs> I, I do like musicals. I enjoy musicals. I like old ones. I like new ones. That's all I want to say. And I agree let's, with you. Like, let's get I like, it. I like a musical. What are some of the musicals you like, like, Ryan? I didn't like this musical. <laughs> I liked Hamilton. I like <laughs> Mary Poppins. I like a lot of other musicals. So I can't name. Them I right said now, we but. should put it. I, I knew you guys would both hate this movie. Yeah, no, but, we yeah, know. We purpose. know you knew that. But the minute it's still the, it's still a good movie. It's still a good adaptation of a great play. I beg to differ. So the minute I even told my wife I was watching, she's like, why are you watching that terrible musical? That's a not good at all. She oh, hated it. Too. I love it. Everyone Before, in my family loves it. My my thirteen year old watched it. She goes, "That's, that's not a justification she goes, for being she good." Goes, that's the kind of movie I could watch over and over again and never get sick of. Well, okay. So here's the thing about that. And so this is, I think, maybe it's a genetic thing yeah. because this is your favorite thing too. But like, the only saving grace this movie has is the bright colors and the costumes. <laughs> Other than that, nothing's good about it. Like. Audrey Hepburn, so I've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I know that it's not a good movie. I have, and I like it. Of course you do. And so from what I've seen with Audrey Hepburn, she is a terrible actress. She This <laughs> I, role, I, she think, was, I don't think she's this, ter- a terrible actress. Her Cockney accent in this movie was just like. Oh, that's like, terrible. It was yeah. bad. Just not Real good. And, it, and everyone in this movie was so stiff. And you know what I dislike the most about this movie? Why wasn't there any dancing? <laughs> Nobody danced. They just sing, and they didn't even sing. They talk sing well, the whole yeah, time. Rex, well, okay, Rex, Rex Harrison, Harrison did, did not sing a note. So okay, he did here's not a, sing a note. Right. So Rex Harrison is not a good singer. He he tried and trained and trained and trained for this role and was still unable to really do it. And the the guys so. Who, the guys who wrote the Broadway musical 10 years earlier, they specifically had to change. They said it was more important to them to get someone who could act than someone who could sing. And so they modified the ranges of the song and kind of changed it into a talk singing so that he could do that role because they wanted a strong actor more than a strong singer for that Henry character. But for a it was- musical? It was originally a play, right? It wasn't a musical. Was it was a it? Broadway musical. No, it was a musical. I, th- I thought it was a play. No, no, it was a okay. musical. M- almost all of these songs are the original songs from the musical. Now, so here's, let me give you, so we don't have to spend a lot of time going through how much you guys hated it. I know, Rick, there were dirty faces and they were foreign. No, you know, and- the dirty faces, the dirty faces <laughs> in this movie didn't bother me as much because it wasn't, it was obviously just like terrible dirty faces. Like it just wasn't. <clears throat> Let me, let me, but let me, go ahead. Let me preface this argument. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) 
um, by saying that this is, there's two distinct types of theater, right? There is what's called representational and then presentational, right? Most of the movies made today are um, representational where we are watch something, watching something that is made to represent real life, right? Um, plays are more 50-50. Some of them are representational, but a lot of them are presentational, where they are presenting to you a story and you are to suspend disbelief to engage with the story. And, and they, they took that into this movie and they made a presentational movie, right? And, and you can see that when they took in the blocking from the stage with like one of my favorite scenes in this movie and from the musical is that uh, scene when they're coming into, uh, there's that first night that she spends kind of in the gutters downtown in London, right? Yep. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the streets are starting to get busy after the little bit of luck song, right? And, then and everybody they like, just shows up they all have at like, once. They have like, 20% of the people come in and freeze and then 20% of the people come in and freeze. And, and like people don't do that in real life, but what they're doing is you don't have 50 different avenues like you would in downtown London. And so they've got to put the people in there to kind of tell you the scene is changing to the hustle and bustle of daytime that we're moving forwards in time. And so they do it in like clever ways that aren't supposed to represent how people actually like people don't actually come and freeze and then all start moving at the same time. But what they're doing is they're showing you that we're advancing through time. And now we're engaging in the hustle of bustle for the next scene because we can't, you know, smash cut in a play sure okay which okay so yeah so movie making wise maybe they did a good job of adapting this onto the screen right but other than that there's just was not a lot of substance to this movie are you are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah when you say substance are you talking about like story this i mean the story is what it is the story drags forever it has okay. a lot of different aspects to it. Not really. It has to do with this. This okay. Let's go. Let's talk about the love story aspect of this movie. Okay. Are they in love? I see. I would contend that this is not a love story about Eliza and Henry. That is, it is a story about two people that are trying to achieve a goal, and like that. That song. I've grown accustomed to her face. Like I really like that song. And I fast forwarded through I, that what? song. What? I fast forwarded through that song. Oh, that I've grown accustomed to her face is is one of those moments where it's like also that's one of the most backhanded compliments you could okay. say to a person. But that's so, the thing is because I've, th- there is no there's no like I'm sexual tension face. between them and no like budding romanticism. Yeah, it's, but, it's, but he's they, also a fucking asshole. But the, yeah, he, so he here's, is. But, here's three oh, things. But, but I love that scene in his mom's apartment where when she's confronting him at the end and she's like, he always treated me with respect and you were always an asshole to me. And he goes, yes, but I treated you the same as I treat kings and queens. I'm an asshole to everybody, not to you because of your station in life. But that doesn't make it okay to be an asshole. Right. Just because just you know you're foibles doesn't mean you should not try and improve them see that's that's so weird because we're coming in on the heels of true romance where you challenged me on whether or not um 
the main characters had flaws, whether or not Clarence and Alabama, you were like, they weren't morally flawed or morally bankrupt. And you were like rooting for them to win, but they were assholes. They were murderers and drug dealers and thieves. No, but that, that's where the argument was, was are they murderers? Yes. And are they drug dealers? Yes. Or thieves? They didn't steal anything. They stole they, the cocaine. He didn't know he was, he didn't steal it. He got it. Okay. But he, he got it and then attempted to sell it. So he did. That, that's he got, theft. What else are you going to do with it, though? Yeah, you're going to give it back. Return it. He call it the to cops. the police. Oh, that'll work well. Th- yeah. That's exactly okay. what you're supposed to do in that situation. <laughs> that's what Bill did. <laughs> so, that is what I and did. Like, okay. oh, well, I took it to the oh, manager. No, but, you yeah. took it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You turn it okay. into the nearest authority. Okay, anyway. And then so, they sell it for their profit. That's their but, moral bankruptcy if that's what happens. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to be responsible for everyone else, but I. But I'm saying like, the the argument of this, what what I like about this film is that we're saying, here's a girl who is looked upon poorly, and everyone treats her like shit. But she has because a, she sounds like a squeak toy. But she has a higher moral character than this respected professor who people like respect and invite to balls and revere. But who is this like gutter, you know, terrible person, like morally well, bankrupt to asshole, as you put it. You said that there was no sexual tension or anything between them, but there was a lot of alluding to it by what's his name's buddy. I, I Colonel, not, P- Colonel Pickering. Sure. That guy was always like, you should get married. And there's well, this lady. He, and- he was very concerned about propriety. He didn't want anyone to think that they were using her as like a concubine or, you know, prostitute or something like that. Well, yes, but also there, there's a lot of things in this movie that I had to like stop and think, okay, put myself in the mindset of 1964 and not watch it from 2021. Reverse nostalgia. (laughs) Right. Because there's a lot of like very overt misogynistic content in this. So there's a lot of... Uh, Absolutely there is, but we've just watched three or four movies that are chock full of the N-word. Let me get to my fucking point, It's Ryan's turn to talk. (laughs) Hang on. I got to say something. Ryan said misogyny. So when I started watching this movie, I had literally... So we had just finished watching the most recent episode of The Handmaid's Tale. And then I watched this and I was like, okay, we definitely have to smash the patriarchy because this movie is so misogynistic. It is. And I also received a text message from Bill that said, man, don't you love her dad in this movie? And it infuriated me. He's a horrible person, but he's hilarious. Yeah. And Bill loves him, but he doesn't like Buttermaker from the Bad News Bears because they're the exact same person. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's where Roger Mouthhouse stole that character from. That's why I thought you'd like it. But but you're saying you didn't (laughs) like it. Walter um, Matthau's way better at it because he's authentic. He's he's. Like, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna smoke. I don't give a fuck. That's well, how she that's does. How, care that's how her kids. dad is too. Yeah. And, yeah. And the but thing that pissed he him doesn't off. fucking care because he sells his daughter for five pounds and then realizes the errors of his ways and just says, "Oh well, she'll figure it out." He doesn't realize. No. But what I love, he sells his daughter for five pounds, and uh, Rex Harrison's character offers him ten. And he says, no, 
don't give me 10 because that's enough money that my wife no, would want to like says, save right. it or be responsible he with would it. I want, I want just enough money to blow on a good time, but not enough money that I have to like worry about it being a lot of money. Like that, that's great. And so then he recommends He doesn't it as say like, that he has to worry about it. He says that his wife's going to be pissed about it. Right. He doesn't care. He wants all the money, but he knows for his own good that his wife will only let him take five. Oh, but then at the end, then at the end, when he, the rich millionaire in America dies and leaves him 4,000 pounds a year and he's wealthy, he hates it. He's like, that guy ruined my life because now but, I have to take care of these other people. Oh, but then he has a fucking party all night before he goes to his wedding and he seems pretty cool with it then. Which you guys should have loved. Isn't that like that that whole scene was like smashing all of uh Dazed and Confused all, into one night. All, <laughs> all so I'm saying long. is his he was ahead of the times with his leather do-rag, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we needed uh, so and I seriously think this movie needed more dancing. Yeah, no, I get that. I could have used more dancing. You know, you look at Mary Poppins. So we right. put a pin in Mary Poppins. What well, do you say about oh, Mary Poppins? Okay, so let's get to let's get to Mary Poppins because this is kind of interesting. Okay, yeah, and it's a good movie. Um, it is. No, it's a really yeah. good movie. So I was in that play. When, when were you Mary? Yes. <laughs> so when My Fair Lady first came out on Broadway in 1956, I believe, mm-hmm. um, Julie Andrews played Eliza Doolittle. At 20 years okay. old, she was cast in that role. And so she was the one who did it on Broadway for six or seven years, like for a yeah. long time. And, and she was probably good at it. And she really wanted the part in the movie. And the director told her he wouldn't cast her in the movie because she wasn't well-known enough and she wasn't famous enough, even though Disney had already cast her in Mary Poppins. And they said they would hold off filming Mary Poppins so that she could do My Fair Lady because that was her role on Broadway. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's well, but so then uh, what's interesting is they offered the role to Audrey Hepburn and Audrey Hepburn said that um, she wouldn't do it if Julie Andrews wanted it. And the director was like, if you pass, I'm giving it to Elizabeth Taylor, not Julie Andrews anyway. So Audrey Hepburn agreed to do it. And then uh, when, she started doing the movie. Then the director said, oh, and we're dubbing in a different girl's voice for all the singing parts. So almost all the singing there is not Audrey Hepburn's voice. Yeah, you can voice. tell. And she was pissed and like threw a fit. And so then like, then, so then Audrey Hepburn didn't get a nomination for that movie at all. But Rex Harrison won best actor for that movie. And then, and what's funny is also they offered the Rex Harrison's role to Cary Grant. And he said, I'm not going to do this role. It belongs to Rex Harrison. He did this role great on Broadway. And if you Wait. don't give the role to Rex Harrison, I won't even go Wait. see the movie. Didn't you say earlier that they changed the songs for Rex Harrison in the movie so that they were more singing or more talking? No. No, they they changed the songs okay, on I Broadway. Then. The, I the original you. Broadway composers changed changed the songs for Rex Harrison. And so then they they thought, oh, we'll get Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn to do the movie. But I, I think that so, was a mistake. I I think it's always a mistake to go away from the Broadway cast when you're making and the that's adaptation. Fine. But I will say, you're talking Hollywood in the 60s, that there's a whole witch's brew of backdoor deals and un, unsavory things going on. Well, 
But then Mary Poppins was so successful with Julie Andrews that the next year Warner Brothers fired that guy that didn't cast her and put Audrey Hepburn in that role. Yeah, because if I would have had Julie Andrews in this movie and Cary Grant, probably would have been good, maybe. No, probably not. This movie... I mean, the Broadway play was Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews. Yeah. I don't think that this movie is... Well, I, I do think that Audrey Hepburn wasn't great in this movie. But other than that... Everyone seemed to have done their job mm-hmm. pretty well. I just don't think that the songs or the story holds up enough, especially for a three-hour-long movie. I, it's long. It's long. Yeah. Well, they, it they would have been a little short if they wouldn't have had an intermission. Can they cut that out yeah. of the DVD or <laughs> off of Netflix or whatever say, I watched it this on? This is when yeah. the intermission is, those and roses. then move on. They do that in Hamilton, too, with the little hourglass on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. yeah that's better, though. <laughs> Because it's, because it's rap. Better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, Hamilton's yeah. awesome. I love Hamilton, but <laughs> yeah, um, I like My Fair, My Fair Lady. Um, it's so uh, I want to talk. Yeah. Wait, bef- before we move on, hang on. Before we move on, can we talk a little bit about the racetrack okay. scene? I like sure. the horses. I like that they had actual horses in it. That was kind of <laughs> cool. But okay, what, Do, what's your point? Make your point. I like okay. It goes back to the presentational thing, right? Do your little thing. I love, I love the like prim and proper staccato music song that they're doing in like almost deadpan as they sing about how excited they are for the race, and then they like silently watch the horses run by, right? Yeah, but the the thing is, you know why that wasn't interesting to me? Because I feel like the whole movie was like that. I don't feel like anything had life to it but then but then that's why when eliza is down there and she's like move your blooming arse and they all like are shot it's because she's real right and like that's the whole movie is like showing that the like proper society is just a bunch of phonies and that there is like a reality and genuineness in these people that are outcast or not looked upon by society you know and i get like in in like clerks right (laughs) <laughs> Those outcasts by society. No. Keep going. <laughs> hey, with a little bit of luck, I with a little bit of luck, those guys the, the, clerks the, the, would have a good time. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, they don't come into the same norms as everyone else does. They kind of play by their own rules, like Eliza does. But they don't. But that movie fails to compare so, and contrast it or expose the hypocrisy. It's funny that Rick says clerks because I thought, you know what? If this movie was in black and white, Bill would have hated it. I would have hated it more because that's that's what I said. I think the only good things yeah. was the color and the costumes. I, 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 I like destroyed it. I like the presentational aspect of it, and then I like some of the songs. You know, um, so let's let's wait, okay. Wait, no, no, let's on. hear let's no, hear you guys no, give me no. shit about this. No, no, hang on, stop. <laughs> when you talk about comedy movies, mm-hmm. and you talk about you don't laugh out loud with these movies you've mm-hmm. watched, and they don't make your I don't, sides. I don't hurt. laugh out loud during this movie. No, hang on. You can't jump to conclusions here. Okay. Do you go? I need to I mean, jump uh, to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> you're gonna say yes, but I don't hey, believe. Wait, wait, you. wait! Time out. I just picked up on a movie <laughs> reference. Yeah, good job from the Office <laughs> yeah. Space movie. From the Office that's Space. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. With Steve Carroll. <laughs> uh, when you stop watching My Fair Lady, do you sit around and sing these songs? Yes. Oh, God. See, that's not one of those songs stick to me. Like, when I watch, I, I mean, easy movies. When I watch Grease or Ugh. Little Shop of Horrors, that stuff is 
an earworm all the time. Nothing in this movie stuck in any way. Bill, yeah. question. That hit on something for me. Do you like Grease? Um, I think I've seen all of it. I, I don't, I don't know it very well. I've s- s- Rick, do I like it? Do you like Grease? I yeah. do like Grease. I mean, Ryan seems I, like he hates Grease. I fucking hate Grease. Well, and that's okay. Like, I don't, sucks. I wouldn't, I'm not going to die on that hill and tell you that you should watch Grease yeah. all the time. I don't you remember know, like, liking it, but I also don't remember having like a visceral hatred to it. Yeah. And that movie is probably, that's a nostalgia movie. And I, I like it now because I do think it's ridiculous. Like John Travolta is a ridiculous person in general. And it's fun to watch him be in that role. I did just see on Instagram like two days ago, Grease Lightning with no music behind it. And it was very funny because mm. it's just vocals. Mm. It's bad yeah. news. <laughs> you should probably check that <laughs> okay. out sometime. Okay. Um, I can see how but that so why, why do you hate Grease? Hang on. We got to get into this. Um, it's contrived. I mean, it's... It's, it's fine. Ryan hates Greece and I hate France. Con- what European country <laughs> do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to actual Greece. But, uh, no, I, I think, I think that Greece, the songs try to be so much cooler than they actually are. If you actually listen to the songs, they're not that mm-hmm. good. But everybody latches on to them and thinks that they're, oh, these are so great. I could sing along to them and I'll sing them at karaoke. And they're not good. They're not good songs. John Travolta is not a good singer. Right. But Olivia Newton John is a good singer. But John Travolta is terrible. Yeah, but they're fun. Right. And that's the what's thing. Fun, but it's what's not, fun about it's, it? It's Rick. not. What's fun about it? The songs? Well, yeah. What's because name a fun song for Greece? Yeah, that one. Uh, all of them because summer loving is that the one yeah. that is the earworm for you that that one pisses uh, me off devoted beauty yeah. school dropout all of them because here's what a musical should do is it helps the song has enough lyrics that help propel the story forward or explain what's happening in that scene right so you're listening i like a good story song Right. right, like yeah, I like, no, I, like I, the, I like I like the Decemberists. Well, and right? that's that's why Hamilton is so mm. good. The enti- they do the entire playthrough song, right? So, and that's why I didn't love My Fair Lady because I know that, like they had songs, but also musically they were just like so dry and deadpan the whole time, and and they were sing talking. They weren't singing. But some of that, some of that is nineteen sixty four. I don't know because like you go back and you look at other like. Um, I'm sure they had, uh, when did South Pacific come out? I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, sure. Maybe it's 1964, but also it just wasn't fun to watch. Oh man. I disagree. I, I think I, I agree that it's long and that it's difficult when she's like, ow, doing all oh, that stuff. When, when, and when they, and when they, when they did that and when they would play it on the record uh-huh. player, uh, when he, when he turns like, on all the record players at the yeah. same time, people in my house were trying to sleep <laughs> and they like really pot that noise up to it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how, you know what, what I was really to- angry about was that I really wanted to like this movie. Cause I know that you assigned this punitively again. I did not No, This was not <laughs> punitive at all. When this started, you were like, I knew you guys were going to hate this. Well, you, you can, <laughs> but you I, can hear my it anyway. I have a feeling that I guessed that you guys uh, liked it a lot more than you did. <laughs> right. Well, um, I wanted to like it because I wanted to prove to you that like most, like you could probably assign me 
something similar to this and I'm going to like it. This one just wasn't it. To answer your question, Rick, South Pacific came out in 1949 on Broadway. Mm. I'm talking about the movie, though. Okay. But yes, I don't, you know, just thinking about musicals that are just like not quite as, and I, I 1958 in, in theater. And also I'm not sure if that is any good either. I just was thinking of old musicals, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, I think that one might cross a little bit more, um, cancel boundaries than this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, how am I going to live my life like that? Have you heard this podcast? I'm not saying for good or for bad, but, um, I have to say that one of the biggest disappointments in this movie was the ending. Really? Yeah. It it just ended. It it felt, you know, for the longest movie I've ever seen, it really ended abruptly for, (laughs) with no satisfaction. But that's, oh, right. See, I feel like if they had like gotten married or something like that, that that's such a stupid cop out, cheesy ending or, I agree with that I mean, too. The, the only other viable ending is like she marries Freddie and leaves him alone and wretched, right? No, I mean she can marry Freddie and then also still be involved with Rex Harrison. Which, um, like we, we don't know, out. we don't know but, that that isn't how it ends. But they leave it. They they spend three hours building this up and just leave it with her hanging out in the doorway. And he's like, "Oh, where am I?" Slippers? Right in, in that playful like, way. Oh, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. That's you're fun. Gonna, that's fun. She no. He accepts her. He he he, he assumes that she's just going to get his slippers. So for you him think again. misogyny is fun? <laughs> Do I have the movies for you? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think it's fun. I I think he has realized that he mistreated her. I think he's realized that he needs her as much or more than she needs him. And that we see change in the character. And when she comes back, he has this like relief at first that she's there, but he's like, our relationship works best when we're at odds with each other. So I'm not going to change that dynamic. We're still going to like, he doesn't scream or yell at her, but, and, and you know, that but, like that's not going to be the future. Cause she will but, threaten to walk out if she needs to, but he, he immediately falls back into the role of the thing that caused but the like, problem playfully. And with a smile on his face, except, for, except for also, you just said, I think, and I think these things, because they leave it so open that this, I understand making a movie that doesn't, I like open give you. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Not for this kind of movie. Yeah, I do. This, no, I yeah. do like open endings sh- for this kind of movie. I just, you know, open endings for a 90 minute movie that like leaves a bunch of other stuff unturned. But this movie beat you over the head with all the other shit. And then in the very last five minutes, they twist, turn, twist, turn, then bye. That's the other thing. This movie, the first before so you're intermission, saying this movie left you with blue balls. <laughs> the first part of this movie, mm, all left intermission, I wouldn't say that. was all set up the story. Here's how it's going. Here's now it's intermission, and then it just really dies after intermission. Especially, I think they could have really, you could have cut well, some corners. Yeah, is the intermission. And I also I, I'm, feel I'm like I'm trying to remember because I watched it a couple days ago. Is the intermission before or after the ball? Before. Yeah, because I mean the the ball uh, is really the end all be all. Right? Is that well, yeah, it's 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 but, pronounced ball, not be all. <laughs> uh, it's 
So one of my problems with that whole setup too was the time between the horse race and the ball. Like, oh, she showed some cracks at the horse race. There's like very little development there. It's just like, oh no, she'll be good. And there's like a little bloop. And then, oh, we're at the ball now and she's Wait, fine. But it's six months of time. Yeah, who made this movie? Right, but they don't show anything. Who made this movie? Michael Mann? <laughs> so so what what I hear you saying, Ryan, is that this movie needed to be longer. That that they, they needed no, to show they, they needed, needed to, to show m- more of her learning during those six in months. Less time. And they needed to show they longer to, ending. <laughs> you know what it needed? You know what it needed? It needed a motherfucking montage, is what it needed. <laughs> it did need a yeah. with, I, with no, a really good song. Yeah. No, they, yeah. there should with have been a, good a really song. good song. Yes. A, a, I good, agree. a good dance number out in the rain. And then like they could have like gonna need a montage. I agree. I agree. A montage is what this movie needed. Yeah. From to take you I'm just to saying, take you from the horse race to the ball, we needed an epic yeah. montage of like slippers being yes. thrown and her doing the ha 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 into the fire. Oh. <laughs> do you ever think do you ever think when you watch like a TV show and they're like previously on and you're like I didn't need to watch any of this whole series. I could have watched this one and the last episode. I would have had the oh. whole thing figured out. You mean like on Louder Bell? Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just There's so many shows like that. I'm like, why did I watch this show for 10 years? I could have watched a yeah. recap. Just the last episode. And then the last yeah. episode would have been fine. That's what I want yeah. most movies to do. I think that it's <sighs> these three hour long anything get a little tough, right? That's a long time to watch a movie. There's some good ones. Yeah. I agree, but well, like um, the Irishman. I know Bill's probably not seen that, but I haven't. That's way too. But long. like this, this movie's about the same length as Heat, which I also wasn't in love yeah. with. Remember? Well, yeah, but I just listened back to True Romance, and you were talking about how Heat is a really good movie. I know because <laughs> I remembered it being really good, and that's why I'm telling you that I'm not. I that I don't think it's always nostalgia because. I remember the movie being good, and it's not good just because I used to like it back then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I uh, get it. There, some things hold up and some things don't, and that was one of them. It just didn't for me. Um, and also, this one was not for me. <laughs> so one of, one of the things about the music, though, for me, and, and like I'll freely admit, nostalgia enters into this movie in a big way for me because Ha-ha. because... My mom was a big fan of this movie. My mom loved this movie. And when I was young, my mom would tuck me in at night and she would sing that All I Want is a Room Somewhere song to me, right? So that was like a lullaby song from my mom, uh, who's dead. So go ahead, respond to that, guys. Cool, cool. Now I got to add 14 points to my ranking. (laughs) Uh, A couple of... of Bits of Tide <laughs> from this movie. Uh, one, how many people worked oh, in that I household? I was going to say the same thing. I was trying to count them, and I think I counted like servants. nine at least. Yeah. That house is like pretty big. Do you need like nine or ten people to do it? And also, can we also talk about the it's, forcing it's her into the na- bathtub situation? Down Abbey. <laughs> um, were they trying yeah. to like – In 1912, though? Were they trying to rape her? Like – no, there they was were a trying lot to going clean her. <laughs> yeah, but why was she so scared of a bath? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Never seen one before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. seems weird. Uh, it, and it took a lot of them to wrestle her out of those clothes, I guess. But, I wonder yeah, how they also, did that on okay. stage. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
so another thing that struck me was how many times Rex Harrison said he was a confirmed bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that means he's gay, right? Confirmed bachelor means <laughs> no. he's yeah. gay. Th- yes. That in is 1964, code. that's not what that meant. And, and not in 1912 either. Like, uh, I think that's kind of always no, what it, it meant. No, it isn't. No. It just, con- they, nobody assumed no, that. A confirmed bachelor was someone who was just set in their ways and had decided to be, to not have a sexual S- partner. So, yeah, it does mean it became popular in the Victorian area when it was used to primarily describe men who disliked or avoided women. Yeah, but not necessarily gay. <sighs> it's also been used as an offensive euphemism for a gay man. Right. to disagree. I, I'm not saying it can't uh, be used either way. I'm just saying that's not the only way it's historically been used. I think you're understating that, but we'll disagree. And also... Why, uh, uh, forgive me, I don't know the names, but why was the Colonel Colonel just, Colonel Pickering just happening to show up in London and they just happened to run into each other on the street with this girl and then they just hang out into a house. He was was coming to London to meet uh, Henry Higgins. And Henry Higgins had been planning to go to India to meet him. They were like, you know, they had. So, okay, but, 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 no, 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 no. So, they were planning to do both this, and they both fucked up and happened to meet each other in well, Henry London. Higgins, Henry why did Higgins he come to London, London and not say Henry anything? Henry Higgins lives in London. Yeah. No, but why did Pickering just show up in London and Higgins knew nothing about it? I think that he was eventually going to look him up or something like that. Right? I mean, you're talking about, you know... Uh, I'm just saying, it's weird, like, oh, hey, come stay with me, and then you hang you out the for size six of his months. House? He's got the room. yeah. It's fine, but even if I have a mansion, I'm not inviting some jagoff to come hang out in my house. Colonel Pickering was a gentleman. <laughs> a confirmed gentleman. <laughs> yes, and a confirmed bachelor. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I had I had a few other things. I didn't bring them up in trivia, but but I, I've got a trivia question for you guys. Trivia time's over, Bill. What was the best-selling album of the year worldwide in 1957? Why is why 1957? Uh, Let it be by the Beatles. <laughs> no nope. joking. It was it wasn't even out yet. It was the Broadway recording of the soundtrack to My Fair Lady. It was cool. actually two years in a row, 57 and 58, for two consecutive years. The it was the best-selling best album selling worldwide. Album. Those, well, worldwide. Those songs, those earworms. Were the best-selling album worldwide two years in a row. So it's not like they just threw those songs together and schlubbed their and, way through them. And then, and then they decided after that roaring success, several years later, to make a movie out of it. Yes, after the bro- yes, yeah. and several and how, years later. How stupid! Five years later, are you to not put Julie Andrews in that? Like I, sure. I, that's the biggest mistake anyone could have ever made. But can I also tell you, 1957 music is quite a bit different than that's not modern. Like, who was out in 1957? Was it Elvis? Elvis. Wasn't even out yet? Was he? Uh, was Elvis very around? Very early Elvis, but like, yeah, like rockabilly gospel Elvis. 
No, I, I, I mean, understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying it makes my most frequently played tracks of 2020 on my Spotify list, right? What I'm saying is that you're sitting here going, these are shitty songs, and how could you like them? There's no earworms there. Well, they were they were good enough songs to be the best-selling album of 57 and 58. Among how many other albums? Okay. Five, so oh, ten. now we get in now we get into the Beatles argument a few years later. I'm not arguing that no, the wait, Beatles wait, came wait, out wait, no, 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 no. So, no, so you're ahead. gonna tell me the Beatles are the greatest band of all time, and it's like uh, compared Did to I who ever else say was that? doing anything there. Did I ever say lots that? Lots of people. Well, lots of people. Oh, so so and there were there were nine thousand bands that all started in 1959, but they just weren't around in 58 and 57. Okay, this wasn't my your argument. Eyeballs, this was Ryan's argument. Your eyeballs you're really turned into <laughs> <lasers. laughs> What I'm saying is that you have to think about the 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 no, hypocrisy of people, you two just makes no, me want to explode. Well, the the short sightedness of you makes us want to explode. Cool. So you have to <laughs> think about know how this podcast will eventually end. <laughs> you have to think about the people <laughs> who were buying albums in all those years. So besides Hamilton and Greece and uh those are probably the only two I could think of off the top of my head that are like huge phenomena, right? In Wasn't Mamma Mia pretty big? Yeah, probably. I don't know about the album for sales. I mean, probably. Well, those are all, all, Abba, all songs. Abba music. Yeah. So, but that's different, right? And we know I mean, Abba was topping the charts. Right. So you go back and you think about who was buying records at the time. You were selling albums to grownups and adults that were buying show tunes records. Show tunes is a whole genre in itself. When you're going to start talking about the Beatles and rock and roll music, it's completely different than people buying show tunes albums. That's a different crowd. It's a different people, right? So, but but to, just to circle back a little bit, the the argument with the Beatles and wait wait hang on before you say this, the argument with the Beatles is not that they sold a lot of albums. No, okay. The, but the argument with the Beatles is if they came out today with that kind of music, would they be popular? Would they gain an audience? Whose argument is that? Mine. Right. Which okay. is, it's, it's a, it's a moo point. It's like, <laughs> it's a like what a cow thinks. Yeah. It's right. moo. You um, can't, you can't, it, that's like saying, okay, who wins in a fight? Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Why? Shut up. Ryan, you're on my side here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how do you, who who's is a better, who's a better football team? The 49ers when they, in the eighties, or the Patriots now? Well, two years ago. <laughs> definitely the 49ers. <laughs> <in> the <end. laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's how do you just say so? So okay, okay, no, no. So let's let, let's follow what you just said to its logical conclusion. So so what are you saying that they're just they were just both great in their own time, and you can't compare it cross culturally or cross generationally? Nope. Ryan, you're saying you can. No, what I'm saying is the the reason why the Beatles are so monumental is because in a time span of 10 years, they made a number of albums. Each album was equally different from each other and progressed so far across music that they changed the entire landscape of music through 10 years of their existence. And then they stopped. 
that's what the argument for the Beatles is. Not that She Loves Me was the greatest song that ever was made. But does and that not that Hey Jude does... was the best song ever made. It's the fact that they went from A to B so fast and was in the public eye the whole time and okay. continued to mold pop culture through that whole period with right. all so of their progression. I agree that they shaped musical history and what they did was monumental. But then somehow that has to translate to we all have to listen to them now when it's not as good as music that's being made now. It is as good as music being it's made not, now. It's not. And that, see, so you're saying if they were making that music today, they would be as popular or they would, ha they would have the same following that they have because they did it in the 60s. Well, I, I don't say that because I don't think that society, I don't think anybody has a following that the Beatles had even then. It's not right. possible. I, so right, it's, it's, right, because there were it, so many, so many few limited choices, right? No, it's not because it's not because of the choices. The delivery system was so limited. It sure, but that doesn't make that doesn't negate anything they did musically or talent wise. Just because just because they don't wouldn't have the same impact today coming as a new band doesn't mean they weren't amazing then. See, if you go backwards on this logic, it doesn't change the, you know, you're trying. You're I'm not it in saying this other they way. weren't amazing then. I'm saying I didn't listen to them and they're not amazing now. But they are amazing now. They're but not. The they, so, but you're, but none you're admitting. Of us, none of us on this podcast listened to them then. We were not alive. Right. But right. Rick and I listening to them growing up, it impacted us because it was to our ears good. Even though like it, we had. Still. Must be Even a though we had thing. all of this 80s music and all this other stuff that other people think are good, Guns N' Roses, which were in the 80s, not in the 60s, Bill. Okay, good to know. Um, but And Aerosmith, I can't figure out if they were the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s. Yes, yeah, you're right. the answer they're is yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is, even without the nostalgia of seeing them, hearing them in their time, you can recognize that they're good. Or we can, with our tastes. Yeah, we have hearing. But but you know that they, if if they hadn't done what they did in the '60s, and that music was coming out today, if or if someone was like, man, I found all these like master tapes of this other band that no one's ever heard of from the '60s that recorded this other music, and it came out today, it's not going to blow up and have this following, okay. and it's not going to have seventy million people thinking it's okay. great. Okay, so here's the deal. Well, 70, that'd be easy. We can get that. But here's the thing. Tell me, tell me, give me one example where anything even similar to that has ever happened in the history of the world. Anything similar to what? That a, a band from a long time ago came out now, or sounds like that, and is the biggest thing in the entire world. It doesn't. That's what okay, I, so you're just, okay, so saying, you're saying, I'm saying tastes no. change and musical right. skills develop and improve. It's just like movies. There's there's no movie that was but, filmed in the okay, 60s that's so going to be saying, as good as what's being made today. That's insane that you say that. So okay, so you just said you literally just said to me that The Godfather is not as good as Fast and the Furious. No, I'm you saying said, I'm saying you, that, no, you said you said no movie could be made Back then, I'm talking. Would be as good as I'm talking. Made if now. we're comparing best of the best, the middle to the middle, and you know what I mean. Okay, like, okay. So you Avatar, say, you say okay. The the best thing that was ever made in the '60s might be better than a piece of shit made today. Well, that's what you just said, right? No, no. I I would agree okay. that the Godfather is better than Clerks. Okay, sure, fine. Yeah. <laughs> is it be is it better than Airheads? 
Airheads is better than Clerks. <laughs> is is it is better than The Godfather? The Airheads. Ooh. Yeah. See. <laughs> and here's to, the thing. I have to think on that. So, so what you're saying, They're the so fact different. that you have to it's think on enough. that, you're so anti-nostalgia that you're saying that things are only good right now. No, I'm saying I like and they, and they always and they always get no, better. I'm saying I like Mary Fair Lady. And no, you, you can't. And you, you can't because Grease Grease was made. But you in the have 80s. to love it because it was the best-selling album and it was a huge hit and it changed theater and Audrey Hepburn Wait. was a star and all of this no, like great things happened because of it. See, so you have to like it now. That's not why I like the Beatles. That's what you don't understand. I like the Beatles because they were good, not because they sold a lot of records or because they were popular or because they're popular now. It's because they were good. So why aren't you searching for other good music, old music? Are you, are you listening to old stuff from the 50s and 60s regularly I, that you've never heard I, of? I, that I've never heard of? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what I would go seek out, uh-huh. but I did. I just, I literally one week ago bought a vinyl copy of the box tops greatest hits. Did you grow up listening to them? No. I mean, I, I heard them on the radio. I know their songs. I mean, I don't, I don't do a lot of digging for new anything. I mean, just if something okay. comes on my this, discover this weekly episode, on Spotify, if we keep going on this, this episode <laughs> is going to be longer than my fair lady. <laughs> I don't think anything can do that. Wow. It'll be more exciting, though. <laughs> it will be okay. longer than my Balky. Okay, let's let's take a break, refill our drinks, calm down, and then get to the <laughs> meter and the Richter scale. <laughs> we haven't we haven't even uh, taken a break yet. No, no. I got to pee. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, and that's why I said I needed to take the right turn at Albuquerque with a little bit. With a little bit. Nope. Stop it. (laughs) Shit's terrible. All right, guys, we're back. Church on time. (laughs) All I know is the rain in Spain (laughs) falls mainly on the plane. Where does the rain fall? On the plane. (laughs) And where is that plane? (laughs) In Spain. (laughs) You know, I think it's funny, though, because, Ryan, say that again. The rain in Spain. Falls mainly stays on, mainly the plane. on the plane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. It is, and I think she says stays mainly in the plane, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I always heard falls. The rain space falls on. on. Yeah, like there's. It's so weird, but I'm like, I mean, that's probably where it came from, right? right. But it's been everyone knows it's it the other tweaked. way. It's yeah. really yeah, interesting. It stays mainly in. the Someone plane. was like, oh, this could be better, and then they fixed it. So, <laughs> yeah. which is oh, what happens when you move through time. Yeah, so it's got to be better now, right? New is always better. You know what? So me and Ryan, we're going to put on our own version of My Fair Lady. It's going to be better. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it, I don't know what we'll call it. Good. And, oh, and, my fair lady. and you guys we're... will have sex at the end, so it's a true love story. <laughs> <laughs> well, confirmed bachelor and all. <laughs> Both of you, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, um, do we bring out the meters here? Let's bring out the yardsticks. We should sticks. probably get to the kilometer. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Wait, we're not bringing out the kilometer. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's bring out the meter. Oh, bongo drums. What? Homework. Okay, so for this movie, after this conversation, I am experiencing once again what you guys experience on a weekly basis where I thought I was being measured. 
I thought I was being objective in my rankings. I gave them low scores for both of you, and yet somehow I think they're going to be 20 points too high uh, or more. So I thought Rick would appreciate this love story, uh, such as it is. It wasn't a love story. Right. It wasn't a love story. It was, a, it was an atypical story. You should go. You, you know, should, friend, if you friends it, can love each other, too. If you love this story and you want to see a love story, go watch Pretty Woman, and you'll get it. Same Same story. Okay, this came and first. If, and no, I know, but it's but it's pretty woman was later, so it's better. Okay, and then <laughs> also, if you want to watch something funny, go watch Trading Places. Also made later, so it's better, and it's the same story. Also funny, yeah. So, or if, if you want to go older because you're in love with nostalgia, nostalgia, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 go back and read The Prince and the Pauper. <laughs> yeah. Because books are better than movies. <laughs> yeah, they made a book out of that. Um, I thought Rick would give this a 45. I'm way off. I thought Ryan would give this a 38. Probably still a little high, but uh, I might be within 20 points on that one. Uh, what did you guys think of My Fair Lady? Okay, so my meter has Braveheart at a 33 decibels, I believe. Yes. And... Forget Paris at 0.5 decibels. This movie did not qualify a forget Paris bump by any means. <laughs> okay, good. A Parisian push, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know what? It might have just so we can call it that. <laughs> that might be the best thing I've ever heard. You know? <laughs> You're very welcome. Whole, that was worth watching the movie for that. Um, Oh, that oh boy, that might have got a bump. Okay. A push. So here's my thing. It's degrees. It's degrees, <laughs> Rick. Um I this was my problem with Braveheart. I think the main problem with having a meter is your first couple of movies. Right? Yeah. If you watch a really, really bad one, which I did. <laughs> and so did really I. That's how I started too. Yeah. And then you watch a fine one. Where do you put a fine one, right? So I put Braveheart at 33, and that movie was fine. But then I have to think about, what would I rather watch again? And both the movies are obscenely long. <laughs> so you'd rather watch Forget <laughs> Paris again. Because st- you've even dirt- said no, you want to no. watch it again. Yeah, I do want to watch it again. <laughs> but only because I want to prove how bad it is. Ah. But I... Uh, New but podcast. I'm really comparing this, you, you compare My Fair Lady to Braveheart, and... Because, you know, that's, a, that's a, pr- a comparison people make. Right. Is. Yeah. Hey, and, <laughs> foreigners, and in a foreigners, fight, dirty in faces, a, in a fight, over Braveheart wins. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Do you include all of the housemaids? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. The housemaid's yeah. tale. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, but you can't base. Jeez, this is hard for me to decide if it's better or not better than Braveheart. Okay, so that means you're hovering in the 33 range. But it's making me think that Braveheart is worse than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, did I do the Braveheart bump down? I don't know what to call it. Ryan, what do you got? <laughs> it's the, the Scottish, Scottish, Scottish slide. <laughs> the Scottish slide. I was going to say the Scottish second guessing, but yes. <laughs> so... I'm not going to be hasty and move everything around, but I'm going to. You're not going to be say, Hastings. <laughs> I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to say that I would rather watch Braveheart more than My Fair Lady, but that doesn't make it a... Ah. Rick, do you just need to make like seven Rick, scales? haven't you already written down your rating? It's in my head, but it keeps changing because my argument to myself has not been beaten yet. I can't decide where to put it. Okay, let's go to okay. Ryan. 22. Wait, I want to talk this out. <laughs> See, that's, how you, that's how you do it. That's how you do a rating. Like, okay, but okay, Ryan. Yeah. Wait. Do you have another? It's lower what, than what? Forget Paris. Yeah, you I'd, put Forget Paris higher. Thirty-seven, I think. Yeah. I'd rather watch this than Forget Paris. At least Forget Paris isn't smelling its own farts. I mean, it is. That's all Billy Crystal's doing in that no, movie. No, I'm telling you, if Billy Crystal had directed My Fair Lady, he would have put Rex Harrison in singing jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll buy that. Um, what the fuck is singing jail? If, if you like... Bill... Sorry I'm struggling, guys, but Bill, would you rather watch Days of Confused... Again, or good, the bad, and the ugly again. I'd rather watch good, the bad, and the ugly again. Correct. You rate it three degrees lower than Days of Confused. Right, and I think Days of Confused is a better movie, but I think good, the bad, and the ugly was more interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I would rather watch good, the bad, and the ugly because I think I might be able to pull more out of it in the second watching or appreciate it more after our discussions. Days of Confused is so shallow. I think I get what it is, and I just didn't like it. Yeah, I think I'd rather watch. My uh, okay, I'm gonna say <laughs> 22. Isn't that no, what, Ryan that's what Ryan said? That's what I'm I gonna guess. say 24 to make it different. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that means I thought Rick would like it a little more than Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> and I was off by about 25 on both of them. Yeah, right there, you go. Yeah. Now you know how it is to sit on this side of the desk. I got the full experience, right? Yeah. Now I understand what you guys are going through. You've like brought me into a new dimension. <laughs> okay, but that means but that means you'd watch the Blues Brothers again. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, that wasn't, yeah. Wait. you're you're really busting my phantoms of what I thought your ratings would be. <laughs> oh, dimension. I was got it. I wasn't even trying any of that stuff, guys. You know what? You're uh, really. It, I think we crossed the streams almost in <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Hey, it's, hey, so it's all the like listeners you out there. the key to unlock the gate of my understanding. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> peek, behind the, peek behind the curtain here. We didn't have, we knew that this movie was so Somebody old. Somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes! <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who fucked it up. Peek behind the curtain. We knew that this movie was so old that we probably wouldn't have a reason to assign Bill a new movie. So we decided that we should we should make him watch Ghostbusters. It just sounds like fun. We've watched so many movies that aren't fun recently, like last week only, that <laughs> this week I don't know we should go for I what you're talking about. It. I've loved the last three movies we've watched. <laughs> so, hey, Bill. Heat. I liked Heat. You're the only one who didn't like Heat, Rick. <laughs> have you seen Ghostbusters? I, well. Well, but, it's in the ether. Right. Uh, no, I have not seen Ghostbusters. What do you think it's about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I am alive, and there right. are eh. a ton of pop culture references to Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it's about guys that are 
you know, busting ghosts. Uh, ghosts? <laughs> ghosts. That's how it is. I'll tell, well, okay. So when you say, have you seen Ghostbusters? The truthful answer is, yes, I have. I have seen the newest and most recent Ghostbusters. <laughs> the movie. Lady Ghostbusters. Lady yes, Ghostbusters. The ladies of SNL. Yeah. And yeah. I liked that movie. So I'm excited huh. to watch the movie that it was based upon. It'll be interesting to find out how bad you think that movie is after you watch actual Ghostbusters. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things behind that. <laughs> Lady Are you all right? I don't think that movie was. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. I think. Well, yeah. I think. Ah. <laughs> and we, you know, we could also get ready because hopefully, maybe one day we'll go see a new movie together. Like maybe we'll go see Ghostbusters Afterlife when it comes out. Mm. That'd be good. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to, to see it. And then live pod in the car. In the theater. theater. (laughs) Just get the whole theater. Yes. No, just do it during. People are sitting there. (laughs) A lot of shut ups in the mic. We'll mic up the audience. (laughs) All right. Hey. Uh, Oh, fuck you. (laughs) One last, one last little tiny uh, bit of tide before I log off and you guys guess how I'm going to like Ghostbusters. Ryan, Uh in this movie, they, um, Ghostbusters or My Fair Lady? My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. <laughs> okay. I was reading about it and My Fair Lady Ghostbusters. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's the mashup <laughs> I'm here for. Um they because the way Rex Harrison speaks sings his songs, mm-hmm. they couldn't dub the audio because the pacing is different every single time he does it, right? Right. So they had to create it was one of the first ever wireless microphones. And so the wireless microphone was like invented to be put inside the lapel of Rex Harrison's shirt there. So a little audio engineer history trivia for you. I like that. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Did it, did it give my fair lady a bump? Nope. Still 22. Can I get a 25? (laughs) (laughs) 22 and a quarter. Okay, fine. You guys can guess how much you think I'll like Ghostbusters, which I know. Let's see. I know Bill Murray is in it. Uh huh. And I know Dan Aykroyd is in it. And I know um, the guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is in it. Rick Moranis. Yep. <laughs> that's and him. that's about all I know. I know there's a little green ghost called a Slimer, and I think he's a friendly ghost. And then there's a big puffy marshmallow that's like knocking over the city quick quick question yeah you didn't see the ghostbusters cartoon in the 80s i think i saw maybe bits and pieces of it i didn't watch you knew it existed but but that's how i like know a little bit about what it is well and i think and i think slimer in general became a he came like the yoda pop culture right yeah yeah Yeah. he's just there yeah slimer was the grogu of the 80s (laughs) <laughs> right that's right. what they always say uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. which yeah. oh and all the listeners out there if you're interested in buying a t-shirt that's going to be our first one that's going to release <laughs> Miss Echisha Bill Slimer was the Grogu of the 80s uh-huh. Slimer's going to be sitting in that little floating pot on, thing on it's going to be great on Teespring <laughs> yeah we're going to be printing those up yeah. next week yep. uh, pre-orders get, in yeah, get your pre-orders uh, now $75 each. Yep. Limited <laughs> okay. edition, gold foil edition. See you later, assholes. <laughs> Bye, dickface. Talk, talk to you soon. Okay. He's literally the worst. I you know. know what he did two weeks ago during True Romance? 
what did he do? He was singing the whole time in his audio <laughs> track while we were talking. I had to edit all of it out. <laughs> so annoying. That's, <laughs> That's very worst. Um, okay, here's the thing about Ghostbusters. He's not going to like no, it. No, he's going to hate he's, it. It's yeah. too old for him. Yep. Um, he's going to. He's not going to pay attention to the jokes. This is just it's typical. This is it's Caddyshack all over again. Yeah, he's not going to like favor? Bill Murray. Just go jokes. Yeah, just go play my talking about Caddyshack and just say this was the thing. So mm-hmm. now I got to redo the whole conversation. Right. Again. Uh, yeah. But like, there's so many. There's so many little things in this movie that I crack up at. Right. Even like when he's talking to um, Annie Potts, he's like, "Quit staring at me. You'll get the bug eyes." <laughs> and then he walks back and he's like. Sorry about that bug eyes thing. <laughs> I just like Bill Murray is very funny. He's in this the movie. best. They're all funny in this movie. Well, and when he's um, like, "Oh, see, this there's many subtle layers." Like, yeah, you hang this on the windowsill for 10, 15 minutes, totally fine. <laughs> they, uh, it's not too long. No, it's got a great '80s song in it. Yeah, stolen from Huey Lewis, which we can talk about next week. Yes, well, yeah, get the get the research ready for the Huey Lewis. Oh, I know all about that. He would lose debacle. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Harold Ramis is great in it. Uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's great in it. Uh, Bill singing on his audio. Oh, he's whistling. He's whistling on his I audio. <laughs> I love the first. Uh, I like the very beginning when uh, Bill Murray is doing the psychic test with the girl and the guy. Yes. And he just keeps electrocuting that dude. It's <laughs> yeah. so funny. And then he's like, we're paying you, aren't we? Like, you can keep your five bucks. <laughs> <sighs> I'm excited. I haven't watched this movie in so long, and like, I'm excited Bill, to go. Bill watch Murray it is the best in this movie. Like, this was like, oh, yeah, this and Stripes were where he really like. Well, and that's the thing, right? Broke so out. This is this is my Bill Murray. Like, I love Bill Murray, but here's the thing that happens nowadays: people. This is the love, Bill Murray White Album. Yeah, because people love Bill Murray, right? Yeah, like he's they, everyone's got. Yeah, but they like a different Bill Murray than I like. Right. I like this Bill Murray. I don't. I don't really care about. You wore green so you can hide. Yeah, the uh, Lost in Translation Bill Murray is not my Bill Murray. He's fine. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, he's fine, like, but it's not. Pe- people laugh at Bill Murray. It's the meta Bill Murray he's on the now. screen. Yeah, right. Um, it, any Wes Anderson thing is like fine with me, but it's not gonna. That's not what I'm looking for. for right. Bill Murray. I want this like down he's and dirty seventies. Phoning Bill Murray. it in. Yeah. He's phoning it in. Well, um, is he or did he he picked a new lane and I think he figured it out. So like I I'm not it's it's shouldn't well, be disparaging to Bill Murray. Right. It's just no, that, I, no, what I'm saying by that is is he figured out a way to continue to be an actor with doing very little. Just existing in a role. Instead of really going for cool. the jokes, being cool, really trying. He's just he realizes well, who he is. He's comfortable in his skin and just plays the role as Bill Murray would play a role. And everybody loves it instead of right, and really selling that weirdo, like quirky thing. Cause he's not that guy anymore. No, but he is still like in real life. He's kind of like a cool, weird dude that does, you know, like right. Pops up at people's like, rumor, weddings. Rumor, and, has it, yeah. rumor has it when you want him to be in your movie, you have to call a phone number and leave a message and mm-hmm. stuff. Like he is, he's a weird dude. Yeah. Because he understands, he's he knows exactly what he wants, and he's getting it right. But I want the down and dirty Bill Murray, and this is what you're getting in right. Ghostbusters. Right. I mean, it's not dirty to the literal sense. But no, it's just I know that what you guy. mean. Yeah, 
Yeah. So the um, raw, the raw Bill Murray, the the core yeah. of Bill Murray. Yep. And that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. So um, I like Sigourney Weaver's character is surprisingly good for her not being a comedic cast in this. Like she, her straight play on her character, a balancing against all the other crazy comedy shit that goes on really carries the story, but also is good. Like, I think she's really good in this movie. Yeah, no, she's perfect in this movie. Um, Bill. And I guarantee right now, Bill's going to like the lady Ghostbuster movie better than the Ghostbusters. Uh huh. Yep. By at least 20 points. Because it was made, it was made recently. Yeah. So it's got to be better. Right. And it's got modern. I haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it. I I just it's, had no desire. I, I I saw I saw when it came out because I I loved Ghostbusters right um, world, and it was fine. It wasn't you know I it had a lot of backlash. There was a there's a lot of conspiracy theories behind um, people bringing it down just because of the women that were in right. it. But I I just don't think that it well and I those those actors the women that were in the movie I like all of those actors. I love all like, of them. Yeah. yeah, that's why I saw it. Right. Um, it but just, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the story right. that and, I was looking for. And I wasn't looking for a reboot. Right. Cause I even like, I, I'm probably in the minority here. I like Ghostbusters too. Oh, I like <laughs> it too. I think <laughs> yeah. they go good together. I think so too. I think, I mean, it's ridiculous. Part two is like, it's not as I'm vegan. Interesting as part one. Yeah. Uh, that dude is v- the best. Why am I covered in goo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the river it's of slime. Like, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah, um, and I'm looking forward to the afterlife. Like I said, I think that's going to yeah. be maybe good too. We'll see. But anyway, so what do you got for your score? I got mine written down here already. I am going to spitball a score here. I think he's going to get it. I think it's going to be low. I think it's going to be pretty darn low. I think he's going to exact a little bit of my fair lady revenge. Oh, and I think it's going to be in the twenties. I, I'm gonna say it's a twenty-nine. Wow. Okay. Well, I went kind of a different way. I know I don't think he's gonna love it, but I think he's gonna. And he's <sighs> okay. If you're Bill, how do you not like this more than Blues Brothers? Right? Because he didn't seem to like that. And this movie's more digestible than Blues Brothers in theory, right? <laughs> so I went a little bit above Blues Brothers. But I also went a little bit below Terminator, and I'm going to give it a 54. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, is it's in the better category, I guess. Right. Technically, but um, I guess we're going to find out, won't we? 54, huh? Yeah. All right. There's, All right. You have to laugh at something. You've got to think a joke is funny sometimes. Yeah, but, but what? This was 82, 83? Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like it was later than that. I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, I saw it in the. So that's another thing about this movie. I saw this movie when I was very young, and this movie's been a part of my life forever. Eighty four, eighty four. So I didn't see it in the theater. No, probably. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but we used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, all let's right. bring him back. Okay, let's do it. Still muted. Hi, Bill. Hi. Were you doing some advanced calculus there? Uh, you know, well, well. We, I didn't think, you know, I didn't think that um, Ghostbusters would spark the kind of conversation that it did about your thoughts on this movie. But 
we yeah, have we, some opinions. We had some yeah, opinions. We kinda, yeah. We dug in a little bit. Next week, we don't even need to talk about the movie, probably, because we already did that. Yeah. Huh. We'll okay, just play great. our so audio I, and just mute you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think we've wasted everyone's time <laughs> way too much this week, and I think we should probably wrap it up. Um, probably. Bill, do you got anything to add for the uh, listeners this week before we call it a day? That's a big no for me. That's a big no for me, Al. Rick? Um, I don't think I have anything. All right. So I'll say no. It's a good segment. No I like that yeah. we do that segment. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I think that you guys might actually want to converse with your listeners instead of just yelling at each other and accepting that they listen to it. But I mean, I'm, what I'm else, good. What, are they, what else are they listening for? <laughs> well, it's not if, for... If, th- hey, I do have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast for people to agree on something, pick a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> as you can see, I just I just want to lay this out there that Bill gave Pee Wee's Big Adventure up until this point a five degrees, and he gave My Fair Lady. Well, I don't know what do you, what do you think is about a seventy eight or so. I mean, I didn't I didn't rank My Fair Lady, uh, but, but what would it be? I don't know. I liked it. How much? I don't have to do that. I don't make right. I don't make you rate every movie but, we watch. Have you made every movie that <laughs> I <have to> watch? <laughs> the thing is, is that you thought this was a great movie. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, I wouldn't call it great, but you don't. But Rotten Tomatoes does say it's good. So, <laughs> well, yeah. and that's how much did it gross hey, at the box no, office? No, no sorry. how much did well, they spend I got, on I it? I gotta slide one last thing <laughs> before we go because this guy brought up Rotten Tomatoes again. <laughs> Uh, I heard on NPR they were saying that Rotten Tomatoes, based on their algorithm, just announced that Citizen Kane is no longer the greatest movie ever made, which right, it was. Right. It is now yeah. Paddington 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Hey, you know what? Guess what? Guess what? I agree with that. <laughs> you think Paddington 2 is the greatest movie ever made? I agree. I think Paddington 2 is better than Citizen Kane. Of course it is. But Citizen okay. Kane shouldn't have been the greatest movie ever made on the Kane? Do you know why Citizen Kane became the, not the greatest movie ever made? All because they found some out. old reviews found, from yeah, a long which, time exactly. ago. They, so because they go back and they look at old reviews, not just modern people watching modern movies. All that's right, so everybody awesome, at home. Right? I'm going to just mute these assholes because they're oh, just going to argue. You can't say that's so awesome. That's your whole argument. And now you're, you have an example argument. against it and you're mad about it. No, I just don't like you. Oh, you just don't like being wrong. And it happens so often. I'm never wrong. Now cut the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll edit it cleverly. I really want to thank all of our listeners out there. We really do appreciate you. I, I don't have to uh, stay here for this part, right? Check out our, <laughs> I just had the Hop a Wheelie Boneyard IPA. It's really good. It's I'm Ryan's drinking, turn to talk, Rick. I'm drinking <laughs> always the Ryan's turn to talk. Crux Fermentation Party of Clowns Hazy IPA, and it tastes like a clown party in my mouth. <laughs> this that's, that's Sounds the like a clown party on this podcast. The alternate title for this podcast. <laughs> party of Clowns. It's funny. I have a drop where I call you two clowns, but I also don't have it right ready right now. You need a bigger. I do drop board. I do. Uh, it's it's a project. Uh, I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate you listening, liking, subscribing, and rating all of our podcasts on Apple Music, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. And Google and- Googles. <laughs> 
Please check it a minute. Please take a minute to check out our socials. We're on Instagram at Miseducation of Bill. We're on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill. And please email us at miseducationofbill at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we'd like to thank Why Only for letting us use their music on the podcast. And I don't have anything else. I would just say if you have a chance, don't watch My Fair Lady. And good night. Except you've already seen it and you love it. Bye. I hear no